what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good? Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. As your spiritual running buddy, your guide on the side, your professional life coach for free on this podcast, if you've not subscribed, make sure you show some love and subscribe. And today, I am coming for you, but in the best way. We, as a culture and just as humans, are really good at something called blaming. Really good at it. But what I'm going to offer today is a different way that you can look at blame and effective blaming. And it's probably not what you expect. So I encourage you to listen to the end. This will radically change your life. I promise you, if you actually practice this and you are patient and watch it play out, it will blow your mind and heal your heart in some of the best ways. Okay, so first of all, Let's talk blame. Blame is actually, according to the dictionary, assigning responsibility for a fault or a wrong. Okay, so you assign responsibility for a fault or for a wrong to somebody else. Okay, you assign that to somebody else. Other word could be you make somebody else accountable, you make somebody else liable, you make somebody else at fault, you criticize, and you condemn somebody else. You literally sow that, okay? Now, when it comes to what the word says about blame, that's really important to take a look at, okay? So, check it out. The word of God, which hopefully is the standard for your life, it says in Matthew 7, verse 3 to 5, Why do you seek the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there is a log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First, take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Now, in actuality, if you were to walk that out (laughs) and meditate on this verse day and night and make this true and real for you, this is a verse that actually reveals pride and offers up the opportunity to show up in humility and compassion and excellence and demonstrate the fruit of the Spirit. You get to choose love. This is ultimately an invitation to choose love. Romans verse 2 Romans 2 verse 1 rather says, Therefore you have no excuse, O man, every one of you who judges. For in passing judgment on another, you condemn yourself because you, the judge, practice the very same things. 
So another way to say this, simply put, is what you focus on grows more in your life. So you might say that you don't want to blame, but what are you doing? You're focusing on blame and condemnation and guilting and faulting somebody else. And what comes from that? What is the fruit of that? Is that actually the fruit that you want in your life? Not many of us, it's a rare person that actually pauses to reflect on themselves to show up differently and actually impact the world and influence the world. Proverbs 28 verse 13 says, whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper. Dang, right? Whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. God is merciful. His mercies are new every morning. That's a beautiful thing. But if we hide it, we can't prosper. This is literal, right? So sometimes we're blocking blessings in our life because of how we're showing up and how we're treating other people because of blame. We're not effective blaming, which I'll get to here in a second. And finally, let me give this last verse. There are several. If you want to do a study about how not to show up, this could help you. Just go search for scriptures on blame and what the Bible says about blaming. It will be very informative for you. Ephesians 4, verse 31 to 32 says, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. Now, we love copying and pasting this onto our social medias. We love reminding other people about this verse, (laughs) right? But as far as holding yourself to this standard, only you can do that. You are responsible for stewarding this word. You don't get to tell somebody else how to do it, okay? This is for you to decide if you will actually steward this or not. But it's clear, let all bitterness, am I being bitter in any way? Let all wrath, am I being you know, full of wrath in some area of my life? Let all bitterness, wrath and anger and clamor and slander, am I gossiping? Am I slandering somebody else behind their back, right? That needs to be put away from me. I need to repent for that. I need to to detox (laughs) from all of that. Practice the opposite for a while and watch what happens. You change something not by focusing more on the thing you don't want to do, by putting all of your focus and energy towards what you do want. What do you have faith in? Do you have more faith in you being bitter or you being compassionate? Do you have more faith in you demonstrating love towards one another or in you being a negative person? Try it on. Just check in. You know the answers. (laughs) Okay? So the word of God, you can actually take it like medicine to help you get a chiropractic adjustment, to help you come into alignment. That's why I say God's vibes matter. I'm not about positive vibes. I'm not about just being like hashtag mood. I'm not about being cute. I'm actually about the power, the might, the authority, the victory that we have in owning that and paying attention to that, focusing on that and releasing that in the world. God's vibes matter. Not all vibes matter, but God certainly do. Okay. Now, 
When it comes to being effective, I'm going to give you an exercise here in a second. But basically, when it comes to blaming, the reality is we've all blamed someone in our life for things that have happened to us. But when you blame someone else, you make them responsible for what's going on in your life. And is that true? Is that helpful? Is it kind? Right? Does that help you progress and move forward in any kind of way. If things had gone the way you wanted them to, would your life really have been better? Just consider that. So for example, I often hear, well, because my parents did this, or because I come from this background, or because I live in this area, or because I didn't have X, Y, or Z, that's why I'm in this position. It's blaming, right? But then ask yourself, and have the courage to sit with it and reflect and journal this out. If things had gone the way you wanted them to, would your life really have been better? All right, so in my own life, because I can be an expert in my own life, in my own story, not having the, the parents that I needed, finding out that I was adopted in a very traumatic way when I was 10, right? Having to to deal with addiction in the family and a lot of dysfunction. I would not have the, the drive, the focus, the determination, the character, the, the vision, the dreams that I have today had any of that been different. It helped wire me into who I am today in some of the best ways. Now, was there a ton of pain attached to that? Was there a ton of hurt? Was there a lot of confusion and chaos? Absolutely. But the real question is, how was that all working for my good? How did that actually help me become who I am today? How can I actually be grateful for that? Or, you know, I hear a lot about relationships being devastating and destructive, but rather than blame that person for ruining your life, how did that person actually serve your life? So a a devastating breakup in my own life actually led to my relationship with God. I thank that person, (laughs) right? So that radically changed my entire life and set me on a different trajectory completely. I can only be grateful for that. And that causes me to really forget in a lot of ways the damage because there's so much blessing that happened because of that that wouldn't have been unlocked in my life had that person not hurt me in that kind of way or had I not been in that relationship. Are you with me? So ask that question. If things had gone the way you wanted them to, the way you thought they should be, the way you really wanted it to play out, would your life have really been better. Just try it on for a second. Would you be the person you are today? Had that not happened, had it played out any different, would you be the person you are today? So sometimes when everything is handed to us and when everything is going well, we're not actually prompted to grow. We're not actually putting more weight on our character (laughs) and training ourselves to become the person we're called to be because your destiny is ultimately who you become. And life is balanced. So when you're in pain, it's because you're overvaluing the impact an event had on the negative side of your life and undervaluing the value of the impact on the positive side. 
okay? And what our brains do, part of being human, is we exaggerate things that happen. So if you, you know, two people can experience an event and they both could have a completely exaggerated story that is different of how that event played out. But we exaggerate events, we delete relevant information, (laughs) and we add details, right? So we kind of need to take looks at what the stories are that we're telling. So think about this. Think about this. When you're in pain, it's because you're overvaluing the impact an event had on the negative side of your life and undervaluing the impact on the positive side. Okay, so every event that happened, yes, there's negative, but you're missing the positive. We tend to do that in our brain. Our brain is wired for survival. So we exaggerate the bad, we delete the good, (laughs) right? And we only remember and ruminate on things that felt unjust, right? But we're missing an incredible amount of information and that doesn't actually serve us. It's not effective, okay? The truth is that life doesn't happen to us. It happens for us. So it's only fair to blame effectively. And that's what I'm going to teach you to do today. If you're going to blame someone, in other words, you need to blame them for the bad and the good that came as a result of the situation. Blame consciously instead of unconsciously. So our brain left to its own devices will do those things that I just mentioned. It will exaggerate the bad, it'll delete all the good, and it will continue to ruminate on stories and even add parts of the story that didn't actually happen to create a case for why we're a victim. That does not serve you and it does not serve anyone, okay? So what I am going to walk you through is an exercise that will help you effectively blame whatever person or situation you have held in your heart. You've decided that you're not going to forgive, but you can be forgiving, okay? And I'm going to walk you through that. It's called blame acknowledgement. All right. And to acknowledge means to accept or admit the existence or truth of something. Okay. Or to recognize the fact or importance or quality of something. All right. Super, super powerful. All right. Accept or admit that it is true or that it exists. So to tell the truth about what actually happened versus denying the good. Okay, so I'm going to walk you through an exercise that you can do. I recommend screenshotting this episode so you remember to go back. It'll be in your camera photos. If you do that, you can do it. And then you'll remember to sit down and actually go through this. Pause this. Go grab a notebook and a pen. But this is a really great exercise. So number one, what's an event in your past that you thought messed up your life? What's an event in your past that you thought messed up your life? And what was the impact of that event on your life up until today? Right? So what's an event in your past that you thought messed up your life? I thought that being adopted was a horrible thing. And finding out about that when I was 10 was awful. And the impact that that life had 
on, well, the impact that had on my life up today, up to today was it made me question my worth. It made me question my value. It made me question the truth and authenticity of people that kept things from me. It had a lot of bad patterns that kept me safe. So I thought, right? It had me putting up walls that I didn't need to put up. It had me confused about my identity. It had me questioning everything and not asking the right questions that were not helpful to my development. See what I'm saying? You can go on a rant with this. Number two, who do you blame? So in that case, you know, I I blamed my adopted mother who struggled with alcoholism for not handling that well. I blamed my father who was a very hardworking provider for not being present and, and not caring for me and providing for me as far as spiritual development, emotional development, mental, right? And just really caring for me and being present with me. I blamed my um, birth mom for for expecting me to have a, a beautiful relationship that I didn't quite understand, right? So I, I blamed people, not intentionally, So keep this in mind. It doesn't always have to be like actual playing out and something that you think about every day. But if you go into your subconscious and you actually ask this question, you might see, ooh, I have an interesting dynamic with this person because I actually am blaming them for X, Y, or Z. Okay? Now I can share these things that I'm sharing with you today because I've done this homework and I have beautiful relationships with these people today. Right? Perfect? No. Beautiful and authentic, yes. And that's possible for you too. There can be freedom in your relationships. Number two is who do you blame? So number one, I'll go back to that real quick here. What's an event in your past that you thought messed up your life? And what was the impact that that event had on your life up until today? Okay. And then number two, who do you blame? right? If I were to be honest, I would blame myself. I would blame myself for not being worthy, for not being valuable, for not being what, you know, somebody that would have kept me would have wanted. See what I'm saying? The brain is subtle. It can come up with these really whack stories. So if you can actually get them out, then those don't dominate your life anymore. Change your story, you change your life. Okay. Number three, what do you blame them for? You know, so I blamed my, my, uh, adoptive father for not being present. I blamed him for not caring about me the way I needed to be cared for. I blamed him for being oblivious to the dysfunction that was going on and not doing anything about it, right? I blamed him for not protecting me, right? Or my adopted mother, I blamed her for choosing alcohol over her family. I blamed her for not being responsible. I blamed her for not truly caring about us and and for the negative impact that she was having on us. Or for my birth mom, I blamed her for having unfair expectations of me. I blamed her for not being present in my life. I blamed her for not having the courage to, to keep us together. Whatever it might be, right? These are stories in your mind that you come up with. They are just brain dumps. So just do this for you. It's very healing when you do this and you actually get this out and you're honest, okay? Because then you have an opportunity to heal, all right? Now, number four, just bear with me. We get to a really cool place here. Number four, as a result, what is the impact on your life? How has it affected you negatively? 
Number four, as a result, what is the impact on your life and how has it affected you negatively? So, for example, in my own story, I would create walls with all these people I mentioned, with all of these parents. And now I have a stepmom too, right? So it could even prevent relationship with her. But if I put all of these walls up, then I can't have authentic relationship with these people. Then I end up resenting them. Then I end up finding fault in them. Then I end up keeping them at a distance and I have no opportunities to love them while I'm blaming them or while I'm holding any residue of this in my heart. And it also then prevents me from having authentic relationship with myself, with God, and with anyone new in my life because ultimately I don't trust and I don't have faith and I'm not looking for the best. And I believe how you do one thing is how you do everything. All right? So that is not a pattern that I wanted to keep going on in my life. And I figured that out when I was in college. (laughs) Okay? Number five, what is the significant core story of your life? What needs certainty, uncertainty, variety, significance, love, connection, growth, or contribution have you met by having this story? What is the significant core story of your life? What needs have you met by having this story? Because we have core human needs. How has this story affected your life? And what's BS? (laughs) Not good beliefs. What faulty belief system? BS. (laughs) About this story have you had? What, What lies actually exist about this story? So the significant core story of my life is that I'm not enough, I'm not worthy, I'm not valuable, I'm not significant. Okay? Subconscious, that was just wired in me. Now, whether I, I really thought that on a day-to-day basis, that's in me. So ultimately, I will sabotage relationships if that's what I believe, okay? And the need that I was trying to have met by having this story was significant. I can feel good about myself if I am blaming other people. Strangely enough, right? I can feel significant the more I think about this, right? And it's bringing some variety into my life. Strangely enough, it's weird, but it's true. Okay, and then how has the story affected my life? This story has created unnecessary chaos, unnecessary drama, difficulty in relationships, and it's made it hard to have authentic relationship with myself and even with God. And then what is BS about the story? All of it. (laughs) The whole story is BS, right? The whole story that I'm not valuable, that I'm not worthy, that I'm not wanted, that I'm not significant. All of that is BS, right? The whole story that these other people weren't doing the best they could with what they have. That's all a lie. Are you seeing where this is going? Number six, what emotions have you lived with because of the limitations of that story? I lived in a lot of frustration. I lived in anger. I lived in fear. I lived in anxiety. I lived in doubt. I lived in unbelief. It was awful. (laughs) I lived in a lot of heavy, deep emotions, not joy. 
because of holding on to lies and not blaming people effectively, not telling the truth, okay? Now, this is the part where if you can change your story, you can change your life, okay? So why is the story complete BS? Just go on a rant and make a complete psychology shift, change your mindset, change your belief system. So the story is complete BS because none of it's true, right? I was deeply loved. I was sought after to be adopted. Not only did one person who brought me into the world want me, but a whole nother couple wanted to add me to their family. Talk about that, right? Like I was extremely wanted. I was seen as valuable, right? All of these people really wanted to love me, but they had a hard time loving themselves, right? So all of the stories that I made up that they weren't present, they weren't what I needed, they, they didn't love me, they, I wasn't enough for them, all of that was a young person that was scared, trying to protect herself. It was all lies, okay? Go back and tell the story from another perspective. Tell the old story, this is my favorite, tell the old story from God's perspective. So I teach and really guide clients to do this with anything that's happening in their life. Because when we go back and we do a lot of introspection without God, we end up becoming very self-absorbed, self-critical, not healthy. (laughs) Anything without God really creates a mess. But if you go back and you tell the story from God's perspective, it's very, very powerful, right? Then tell the story from the perspective of a wounded child, then tell the story from a state of total certainty, okay? This helps you step out of the story and it helps you see what's true and what's not true. So go back and tell the story from different perspectives. Tell the old story from God's perspective, tell it from the perspective of a wounded child, and tell the story from a state of total certainty, all right? So when I've gone back, And in my first book, I talk a lot about this. It's called God's Vibes Matter, Reclaiming Your Spiritual Authority. So I talk a lot about my old story and how it became new with God and renewed by God's perspective. That's something really, really powerful. And I'll guide you through that in that book. So you can find that over at julianapage.com if this is very much resonating with you. So the old story from God's perspective Oh my gosh, it it made me truly appreciate adoption. For God so loved the world, he couldn't be separated from us. Relationship is God's value, okay? And me being a chosen child, right, means that I was chosen multiple times (laughs) and that God had a purpose on my life that started from birth, that I wasn't random, right? That I wasn't unworthy, that I was actually highly valuable and a gift to not just one family, but multiple, (laughs) right? The story completely changed with God, how I was protected. I didn't need extra protection because God was protecting me. I didn't need people to show up perfectly because God was always with me, leading me and guiding me. God was in that moment with me as it happened, right? Tell it from the perspective of a wounded child. So I alluded to this. I was scared. I felt insecure. I felt unsafe. I felt like I didn't have a home anymore. I felt like 
I wasn't loved. I felt like all of the humans in my life didn't care about me. I felt like I had to be perfect. I felt like something was wrong with me. Right? That's a scared little girl that just needed a hug <laughs> and some validation in that moment. Right? Moments are powerful. And then tell the story from a state of total certainty. I know with certainty that I would not be the woman that I am today. I would not have the legacy of faith that I'm creating today. I would not be becoming the highest version of myself today. I would not have some of the most beautiful, dynamic, life-giving relationships that I have with all of these people today, right? Had none of that happened. I would not had to explore and start looking at myself from a very young age. I would not have asked the questions that I asked at 10, who am I? Why am I here? What's my purpose? I wouldn't have done this deep self-discovery work. I wouldn't have cared as much about purpose. I wouldn't have been able to serve people with so much heart and dedication and compassion. I wouldn't have been able to go into the weeds and the scary places with people. I wouldn't get to do what I love <laughs> if none of that happened to me. I wouldn't have such a, a passion for contributing and giving to the world. I wouldn't be brave and bold and courageous and take as many risks had none of that happen. You see what's happening here? Powerful. Now, scramble the story. Say the old story like you were a spoiled brat. Whine, stomp, pound your fist, go around as you tell your old story. Make it whack, okay? <laughs> the point is to make this experiential. Then sing the old story as a country song. <laughs> and sing the old story as a rap song. Say the story backwards. So the point is to scramble the story so that it seems absurd for you to believe that anymore. Okay? Now, the final segment here is to tell the truth. What's the truth? What's your new story? What is the truth? What is your new story? And what can you blame them for now more effectively? So my new story was that I was deeply loved and cared for. Even in weak moments, people were doing their best to love and care for me. And they were truly doing the best they could with what they have from the resources and the capacity that they had at the time. And how they were showing up actually had nothing to do with me at all. And it inspired me to find healing, to find healthy ways to grow and show up in the world, to be present with other people. It radically changed my life in the best ways. So I can blame them now for doing the best they could with what they had. For inspiring this young girl to be a bold, courageous, faith-filled warrior in the world. I can blame them effectively for giving me life. I can blame them effectively for providing for me in the ways that they could making sure that my physical needs were never unmet. I can blame them for making me hungry to find God, develop relationship with God, and invest in myself. I can blame them effectively for being the independent woman that I am today. I can blame them effectively for all of the beautiful life experiences that they contributed to. 
You see how powerful this is? And then what's beautiful in your life today and why? All of the people in my story gave me the beautiful life that I have today. They contributed to it. I can only be grateful for that. You with me? So the assignment is, dun, 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 this is homework and this will change your life. <laughs> Any person that you are blaming, whether it's a parent, whether it's a friend, whether it's an ex, whoever it might be, do this in a way that is safe and healthy for you to do so at this time. But call someone and blame them effectively with no expectation of a response. All right, the purpose is to release yourself and give a gift to them. You know, so I've done this over the course of my life. Sometimes it's been emails. Sometimes it's been a conversation in person. Sometimes it's been a letter. Sometimes it's been a phone call. There's many ways that you can do this. And sometimes it was just a journal entry because I couldn't actually meet with that person, right? But just the sheer act of it alone is powerful enough. So I encourage you to do this. When you plant a seed of appreciation and joy within yourself, you are planting the seed deeper and a new life starts with a planted seed. Right? So rather than sowing blame, you can blame effectively, which is actually forgiving. Give someone the gift of telling the truth, remembering correctly, and thanking them for how they've made your life beautiful, for how they've influenced you, for how they've helped you to have some of the blessings that you have today. Blame them effectively. And then once you've effectively blamed, here's an exercise that you can do with yourself. How did they react? But again, don't go into this with an expectation of response. Two, what was the impact? Three, how did it affect you? Okay, so I'll give you one final example and then I will allow you to do this. And what you can do, what I recommend you doing, you can actually email me those responses or your testimony from this exercise. I want to hear how your life has changed and the testimony of victory that you experienced from doing this. So what you can do, you can visit julianapage.com, go to the contact page, select other and send me your testimony. Just send me those responses. How did they react? What was the impact and how did it affect you? Okay. So here is an example. Dear Juliana, I call my mom every morning on my way to work. But today, it took me the entire car ride to actually pick up the phone and call. I kept telling myself that I wasn't ready to say all these things and I wanted to make sure I said all the right things. And then I just thought to myself, you're just holding on to that old story because it's what you know and it's where you're comfortable. Who cares if it's the right thing, it's progress. So here are the three things you asked for. Number one, how did they react? The first thing she did was get worried because I was crying. <laughs> she wanted to make sure I was okay and asked if she needed to come out here. I laughed and explained that I was fine and that I just wanted to tell her these things. And she said that it was the most beautiful thing that anyone's ever said to her and that she was so proud to be my mom. At the end of the conversation, she thanked me for blaming her today. <laughs> what was the impact? I think it made her grateful to be my mom. 
She kept thanking me for all the opportunities I'd given her as a mother, and she said that even if I wasn't her daughter, she'd want to be my friend. She felt very proud. And then lastly, how did it affect me? Even though we've moved past what happened, I've held this belief in the back of my mind that my mom is selfish and that she plays the victim. When I said everything to my mom, I think I expected her to focus on what I've been blaming her for and how that's affected her for the last 15 years instead of what I was saying now, but she didn't focus on that at all. She wasn't mad that I felt that way. She didn't say I knew this all along. She was just so thankful, not only that I called and said these things, but for the woman I've become and how I'm growing. She wasn't coming from a place of pain. She was completely coming from a place of love. And what touched me even more, she was coming from a place of gratitude. I've put my mom down to make myself feel better about what happened to me when I was 11. Typically, this is something I would feel guilty about and beat myself up for. But instead of focusing on myself and going back into my old pattern, it made me see my mom in a whole new light and appreciate her at a totally different level. I love my mom so much, but I've made her out to be someone. And for fear of bringing up pain from the past, and because it met my needs to have this story, haven't taken the time to see that she isn't that person at all. The truth is, she's a gracious, loving, genuine, giving, strong woman who fights for the people she loves. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me do this exercise. What's a beautiful testimony, am I right? This will radically change your life, I promise you that. So I look forward to hearing your testimonies of how this goes. I pray for grace and peace and upliftment and encouragement, refreshing, healing, forgiveness as you go through this exercise. And I just declare blessings over this process in Jesus' name. And if you want to connect friends, you can visit julianapage.com. There is a list of the services that I offer over there. One of the ways that you can connect is getting plugged into the God's Vibes Mastermind where I share master coaching, life tools, strategies, more things like this. You can also have an opportunity to work with me one-on-one. I only work with a certain amount of people a year, but that is something that is a great thing to jump in and explore now. You can find that over under the private coaching tab under work with me. And I also have all of my books over there as well. So there's all sorts of goodies you can get on my weekly email where I just send coaching, free coaching as well. So lots of great things to get plugged in and stay connected. I hope you're doing well. And until next time, stay blessed. Bye.